Gift Biz Unwrapped, Episode 30. We needed a way to make it pop, make it happen all at once if we could. Hi, this is John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire, and you're listening to Gift Biz Unwrapped, and now it's time to light it up. Welcome to Gift Biz Unwrapped, your source for industry-specific insights and advice to develop and grow your business. And now, here's your host, Sue Monheit. Hi there, I'm Sue, and welcome to the Gift Biz Unwrapped podcast. Whether you own a brick-and-mortar store, sell online, or are just getting started, you'll discover new insight to gain traction and to grow your business. Today, I have joining us Burke and Katie Ziegler of Fresh Prince of CT. Fresh Prince of CT provides artisan-crafted gifts and posters to gift shops around the country and internationally. Burke and Katie research current trends and discover artisans who excel at their craft. They find joy in providing customers access to arts and ideas that aren't necessarily mainstream. In turn, this creates an environment for customers to explore and find products that are truly unique and memorable. Through their wholesale offerings, Burke and Katie also offer the opportunity for businesses to support original artists who create unique handcrafted gifts. Each item is conceived and crafted by the artist themselves, therefore being not only one of a kind, but also carrying a lovely story of how it was made. As you can tell, they take great care in curating high-quality items that are available in their store. Welcome to the show, Burke and Katie. Thanks, Sue. We're happy to be here. I'm thrilled to have you with us. Is there anything that you would like to include in this intro before we get started? Just that we work very closely together. We're husband and wife. So fortunately, we enjoy each other's company (laughs) because we raise the kids together and work together. So a lot of our time is spent together. So we really do bounce ideas off of each other and work well together. We're a good team. The yin and the yang. (laughs) There you go. Well, and it's a very special relationship to be able to spend all your days together at work and then also be partners in life at the same time. Yeah, I still kind of like them. Yeah, I still kind of <laughs> like her too, yeah. Maybe I'll catch you in about five years. We'll see how you guys are feeling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 13 years and we actually met in business class. So it started out perfectly. We were both in a business class together and... That's where we first met, and here we are with our own business all these years later. Wow, that's awesome. Well, as our listeners know, we align the conversation around the life of a motivational candle. The light's going to shine on you, too, while you share your stories and experiences. So shall we light it up? Let's do it. All right. I'm going to create a scene here for you. You are researching all of the artisans because you're looking for your next special product that you're going to be bringing in. And you happen upon all these lit candles. I'm going to make it a a desert scene or something. There's all these beautiful candles lit up. What color candle are you going to gravitate to? Well, normally I would gravitate to... A white candle because I like the simplicity. But today we're going to go for a nice fresh green. Ooh, and why are you switching it up for today? Well, because I see the motivational quote on that candle is from Yoda. What does it say? And the quote is, do or do not, there is no try. And that's the philosophy that we use in our business. We feel that what you have to do is you have to take risks And you have to be able to just go for it 100%. 
And that's what we have done. We take risks and we try new things. And if we decide we're going to go for it, we do it 100% and we just try and make it happen. If you don't try, you don't know what the result's going to be. That's right. Let's go back, not to the beginning where you guys met in class, because you started to cover that a little bit already. So you guys graduated, and I'm not sure what you did from there, but let's start with how did Fresh Prince of CT come to be? Where did you think of it and kind of lead us into how the business was created? Basically, Burke's father is Wild Bill, Wild Bill's Nostalgia in Middletown, Connecticut, which is actually a roadside attraction. He's been in business for about 35 years or so. He personally has experience in retail. So a lot of our business ideas bounce off of the idea of Wild Bill's. So that's kind of where our inspiration came from. We both admire Wild Bill's passion and dedication to his business. But unfortunately, when in a family business There's only one room for a a boss, (laughs) and that is Wild Bill. So we decided pretty early on that we wanted to branch off and maybe use some of his ideas and kind of be similar, but stand on our own. That's a really good point, though, too. I mean, did he want you to get into the business too, Burke, or was he all for you just doing your own thing? Well, let's just say he's been my father my entire life, but he's been my boss since I was about eight years old. So the relationship is a little different than most relationships. So I have, like Katie had said, I have uh, retail experience most of my life. And while working with my father, I was there to help him manage and run his business as well as As he developed his wholesale business, I was right there with him. So the experiences I got were really amazing business-wise. When I went to school and I met Katie, that's after years of hands-on experience. What I didn't have was any of the book smarts or what other business people were learning in school. And so that's something that I wanted as a balance just to see a different side of it. I've been right there next to my father, shoulder to shoulder, learning from him. But, you know, there's only one boss. So decisions that I might make would be different than decisions that he makes. And that's totally fine because it's his business. And I just feel grateful that I was able to learn everything that I learned and continue learning. At some point, Katie and I just decided that if we really wanted to do something different, it would have to be its own entity. It was a big decision, but that's what we decided on. And we created Fresh Prince of CT and decided to go on a more artistic, artisan angle, similar to my father's business, just a little different, a little more artsy, a little more fresh. A little more fresh. Fresh. (laughs) Because it's called Fresh Prince. There you go. (laughs) And What led you in the direction of making it that choice versus opening up something that's totally different? I mean, were you seeing that customers were interested in something different or how did you actually get on to this idea? Fresh prints, the first thing that we did was we hand carved out of linoleum some inspirational quotes. One of the things we have access to is a hundred-year-old Heidelberg letterpress, which is um, this giant machine, probably the size of a Volkswagen Beetle. It's like a very old style of printing posters. That's the first thing we started with, hand-carving 
inspirational quotes using something similar to what my father is doing because he does posters. But the art aspect of it was we were like handcrafting it ourselves. Yeah. Wild Bill's area of expertise is nostalgia. So he does reproduction poster prints of concert posters. He buys out large collections from collectors that no longer want their collections. So he has must be like 25,000 square feet of collectibles in his retail stores. Wild Bill is kind of a crazy person in a good way. And so are we. So we kept that aspect instead of going for the straight nostalgia. We wanted to do an artisan flair, kind of a bohemian fresh take on a vintage style rather than straight nostalgia. So it does have similarities because we don't want to alienate ourselves from Wild Bills because eventually, since it is a family business, it will be handed down to Burke and his siblings. Gift Biz listeners, I met Burke and Katie actually at a trade show. And one of the things I do when I go out to shows is I go up and down the aisles looking for interesting products or something new that catches my eye. And your booth totally caught my eye. And I'd love for one of you to describe the one product that I just really gravitated to, which was the dictionary pages with the photos over it. Can you do a way better um, (laughs) description than I'm doing in terms of what that product looks like, just to give people a feel for the types of things that you're doing? Sure, absolutely. What we do is we go on the search for old dictionaries, dictionaries that have a nice patina to them and a thicker page than maybe some of those newer dictionaries that you would find. So they are vintage books. And what we do is we select pages that don't have a lot of pictures on them. And we create our own designs and use that paper to print the design on. So what it does is it creates kind of a neutral background At the same time, it's making that design of what we chose. For instance, one of the most popular lines that we have are anatomical prints from old books as well. So the heart, there's a black and white heart on top of the dictionary art page. And it's printed with a special printer that lays the ink almost on top of the lettering of the page. So unlike a home printer where it's an inkjet and kind of soaks into the page, it sits on top. So it really does create a really cool art piece. It looks amazing framed. It's a conversation starter because sometimes we try to match the words, but most of the time we don't. So it's really cool when you print an owl or a heart or something and you find work coincides with the picture or kind of hits you personally in a special way. And almost every single time somebody could find a word on that page that means something to them. It's really, really fun. You told me one story when I was there about somebody. I think it had to do with an owl. Yes. Yeah, that's right. There was a person who ordered our nerdy owl. So we have an owl who's got hipster glasses on. So they have like bright red glasses and he's sitting on a pile of books and that's on the dictionary page. And the review that we got from that item was that he was so excited that it came on a page with, I believe it was... The Second Amendment. The Second Amendment, because he had studied criminal justice. So he was totally psyched about it and left a glowing review for us. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and if any of you want to take a look at some of these and see a visual of exactly what we're talking about, I'll have a lot of links on Katie and Burke's show notes page so that you'll be able to see exactly what this looks like. They're very cool. Thanks. Thank you. So... 
your business is still relatively young, although you've got a lot of experience in retail, but having your own business, you're still really just starting out a couple of years old, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Can you bring us back to some point in time when you were struggling? You have this idea, you've got all this experience, but now you're going off on your own. Can you give us a bump in the road of something that happened that could help our listeners and then also how you were able to overcome the situation? We did touch on this a little bit. And I think the biggest bump in the road was the big decision to be autonomous from Wild Bill to not be an employee anymore, but to start a business in our own names and just do it all just from the ground up, starting our own business. So that was probably the biggest step. You know, family and business doesn't always work together. Sometimes it does, but it could get complicated. That was a huge step after working my entire life for my father to step away and just come to the realization that it's his business 100%. I will just be the employee. So any ideas or decisions I have, it might not be taken because he has the final say. Realizing that if we wanted to do something different, if we wanted to create something new, we would just have to do it ourselves. So we did it. We took a huge risk and we put a lot of time and energy into it. And it's been working out really well ever since. And I feel like the relationship with my father is much better now because it's taken a step back so he could see what we're doing with our business and he's able to do what he wants with his business without any friction back and forth. We can we're able to share ideas with each other without him feeling like we're telling him what to do. And it really does help him be dad and not boss. Our family relationships are very important to us. So we prefer him as dad. <laughs> well, and I think if you're an entrepreneur or have started something, especially for your dad, who has had this business now for years and years, to have someone else come in like you, Burke, who really also has a business mind and knows what you want to do, I'm quite sure there was challenge there. Not intentionally on either of your parts, but it sounds like you've come to a really great solution because now you're at a point where you both have your business entities and you can consult each other, but still be responsible for your own decisions of what you're doing with each of the separate businesses. Exactly. Right. And retain family relationships. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Did you, um, someone who might be listening, who might be involved in this type of a thing, daughter who's working with a mother or possibly even two friends who started a business together, did the realization that you needed to split, not in a bad way, in a good way, but did it come just automatically one day or were you just starting to feel it over time that this was just not going to work out? I think it was building a little bit over time. Just like I said, I had been working with my father since I was like eight years old in a retail store helping customers. Yeah, I think that it basically reached a point. I mean, when Burke and I were in school, we were 23. So at that age, you're a young adult and sometimes your parents don't see you that way. So at that point, you're ready to do your own thing. And the relationship was already established where what roles were already established. Those roles weren't going to be broken. So as far as an established family business, it's really tough because you're always the child. You know what I mean? It's hard to change that dynamic to be partner, even though the parent 
I mean, I know Wild Bill wants us to be involved, but he just can't <laughs> let go of the control, which is like we said a couple times already. It's, it's his business. It's what he's built. And I don't know. We'll see how we feel when we get older and if the kids want to be <laughs> part of ours. But yeah, when the roles get reversed yeah. a little bit on you. Yeah. You never know. But as far as starting a business with a friend or family, I think it's just really important to have a really strong base of respect for each other because sometimes even with us, the shorthand on the outside can seem rude, short, you know, because we know each other so well that I could give him a look and he's like, oh, I got to change what I'm doing here. Sometimes you need that extra explanation, like, let's do this together. Even though we have an established relationship, it's important for us to recognize the goal. We're both going towards the same goal, and it has to do with business. It doesn't have to do with our friendship. It doesn't have to do with our familial relationship. Let's just get this project done. <laughs> Take out the emotional stuff as much as they can. We'll just go have a beer afterwards. You know what I mean? Then we can be friends again. But <laughs> it's kind of tough. <laughs> Yeah. And you guys also have two young sons. So when the workday's over, are you guys able to make that separation? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, (laughs) this is working now. And I'm sure with the boys, I mean, they're demanding your attention all the time afterwards anyway. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So work is work. But you really try to keep business talk in business hours and then family time just totally separate from business. Yeah. You know, when it's kids time, time for the family, we put the computers down and we make sure to give them our attention. They could sense it. They know if you're distracted or trying to work on something else. So yeah, we both do understand the importance of having that time specifically for them because it's really easy, especially working from home. There's no time chart. You're just always on. There's always something you could be doing. And you know, that that might be something that helps your listeners also is just to know that even though there's always something happening with your business, you have to take the time to just say, I'll check it later. Right now is family time or right now is time to just sit down and relax. You need that time or else you could just burn yourself out or you're going to miss things with your kids or your family that you won't be able to get back. So that time is very important. Very good advice, Burke. Now you've got to, especially, I think that's one of the biggest challenges of working out of the house is it can always stare you in the face. Katie and I were talking right before when you were going to get that package, how, you know, being in the basement's good because you can shut the door and just not even see it a little bit so that you can stay in the moment. Family time when you're in family time and in business when you're when you're working the business. Yes. See, yeah, so. see, that's one, that's one of the things where Katie and I, like I said, we're kind of like the yin and yang, <laughs> where Katie needs to only just focus when she's doing something, where I could... He I wants music, music on. Going. He's got two, two things at once, yeah. Yeah, different work styles for sure. <laughs> Okay, well, let's swing back and focus on the business again. Could you share with us a promotion or some type of event that you do that really seems to move the needle in terms of sales? Yes. The turning point most recently for us was moving from online sales that were all retail to creating a wholesale business. We had a lot of guidance from Wild Bill and experience that Burke had with him, but We needed a way to make it pop, make it happen all at once if we could. So what we did is we actually invested a good amount of money into a Las Vegas trade show called the ASD Gift Show. It 
went really, really well. We displayed our items. People stopped because we didn't look like any of the other stores and gifts around us. And we opened 23 new accounts. And that was the first year that we were there. It was great. It was really, really great. So you blew it up, really. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You guys consciously said, okay, we're not just going to do only online retail. We are now going to provide our products that other people can sell. Obviously, what wholesale is all about. Did you target specific types of shops that you thought you should be in, like museums or that type of thing? Or walk us through with a little more detail about how you made that switch and how you decided the show was right so that you could get these 23 new accounts. Sure. The ASD gift show is very, very broad. <laughs> there are a bunch of different sections. We were in the um, toy, I think, uh, the toy and gift. Toy and gift. We did that because we're kind of more of a novelty gift type of provider. I was just wondering what specifically your thought process was as you transitioned from just your own online shop to going after wholesale. What actions did you take to determine how you were going to make that? It's not a switch, but addition. Part of our process is to do a lot of market research on trends that are happening with handmade items, with other gift items. So we always try to find a good markup when we're looking to sell them. And then, you know, when we started getting more into the arts and crafts type of stuff, I was like, I could do that. I mean, it's going to take extra work, you know, but I can create this product line myself. So that really reduced our margins significantly that we were able to think about offering wholesale because at wholesale, you need to leave enough room for the you know, the business that's buying from you to make money as well. So we wanted to do that. We wanted to sell our products so that other people could enjoy. I don't know if it was really like, we need to do wholesale to make money, but almost kind of an idea that's kind of at our core is that we just want to share. (laughs) Well, it sounds like you have such love for the product that you just, you find it and you want to just expose it to the whole world. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, that was a really good thing at the ASD gift show in Las Vegas was, we had a very diverse line of products, of artisan products. We kind of just got a lot of different products just to see what would people react to? What are people feeling? Like you had said, when you walked by our booth, it was different than everything else and it drew you in. And that's what we did in Las Vegas. Also, our booth was pretty different than your average wholesale booth. It gave us a great opportunity to bring a lot of different products to show and to really be able to understand what to focus on, what people were interested in. And it's good to see something like the dictionary art prints. A lot of people have never seen them before, but they were intrigued. And having never seen them or heard about them, a lot of people wanted to give it a try just because it was very different and something that strikes a chord with a wide variety of people. Yeah, because you had said what shops were buying, and it was a wide variety of different shops. I'd say the majority of the shops were known through Wild Bill, and we were there with Wild Bill, were more music-type entertainment shops that we opened, but we also opened 
art gallery stores. We opened small gift shops. When you opened, meaning these people were then going to have your product within the yes, shop. Yes, sorry, yes. Accounts we opened, yes. So it would be a new client. So somebody new to us that had their own brick and mortar store uh, that we were servicing. Along that way, when you were making the transition and now having shops who were your wholesale customers, was there any surprise along the way in how you had to set up business or how you talked to them or any advice for our listeners who might be looking at going that same route? Well, one of the things that from our experience in the past is communication with your customers. We find the feedback we get from our customers extremely important because then we know what to do for the future, what changes we might have to make. After we sent out our first shipments, we were contacting them after a month just to see what they felt about the products, how their customers were responding, what specifically their customers were gravitating towards. And that way, they know that we're communicating with them, we're interested in finding out what is the best fit for their specific store. So then the next order that they place, we could really get items that will target their customers because we're sending all over the country. So each store might be a little different. That's more the research I do too. Not only do I research the products, but once we do create a business relationship, I research their company. So I go online and I look at the pictures they have posted, if they have a website, the description of what they're looking for to provide to their customers. And we try to gear what we're sending them to what they want. As in any business, it's very important to qualify your customer to make sure that they're getting what they want, especially with a new product that they really are kind of trusting you on. It's got to move or you're not going to keep that customer. Especially if it's something that they have never seen before, have no experience (laughs) with. They they were drawn to it for some reason. And they believe us when we tell them people really enjoy these and people will be drawn to them. You know, they're kind of taking our word for it sometimes if they have no idea. And, you know, we just want to make sure that they are happy putting it into their stores and that if their customers are gravitating to a certain style that we will provide more of that for them. Right. So you really do customize your product offerings then based on who your customer is, you know, your wholesale customer, and then make recommendations to them accordingly and then follow up. We do. Yep. Yeah. And I think that as the customer, it makes them feel better to know that we're not just like, this is just a stack of posters we're going to send to you and good luck with them. It's not like that at all. It's a lot more personal. We want to make sure that they are comfortable with us and everything that we're sending. And they know their customers best. So we really want to listen to them because we have an idea because we track our sales retail wise of what are the best sellers for us so that we have top 10 lists that we know sells across the line in different shops. But if they say, hey, we have a lot of people coming in that love old telephones, we have a whole section of old telephones, then we gear it towards that. (laughs) I think one of my... uh, favorite stories from the trade show that we went to with Wild Bill was we should probably give you a link to Wild Bill's site because it's you can't miss it. Oh do I'll throw it on the show notes page. <laughs> it's so funny. He's very, very interesting guy. And the way just the way he talks, maybe I can have Burke do his Wild Bill voice. But he's like with that with the dictionary opens, he's like 
Eh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> to, okay, to his, because he's been doing shows for years, so people specifically find him. To us, seeing him sell our product was kind of funny. And this is how he said it to one of his longtime customers. He said, ah, when I first saw it, I didn't think this was anything, but I threw it in my store just to see what my customers would say. And they're flying off the shelves. I don't get it, but they sell. It's <laughs> like, very kind of backhanded sales pitch, but I'll take it. <laughs> well, that's his style. That's yeah. that's how he's known, right? Yeah, he's very honest. It goes back to that whole word that you hear a lot, authenticity. He's being authentic to what he is all about. (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to circle now into our reflection section. This is a look at you and what's helped you to be successful along the way. So I don't know if each of you are going to answer this together or you're going to have your own answers. I'll let you just decide as we go with the questions. What is one natural trait that you have that has helped you to succeed? I would say that my charisma would probably be one of my best traits. I feel like I have the ability to connect with people pretty easily. I like to kind of get to know people and try and understand where they're coming from so that I could have a deeper connection. And then just like feel it out with people that I interact with just to make people feel more comfortable. Like I'm actually interested in people for who they are and not just they're a a business or they're somebody that I could make money off of. That's not it. I just love connecting with people, talking to people, learning about people. And I feel like that makes it better with a business relationship, makes it better talking to people, connecting with people. It just makes you feel more comfortable than I'm trying to push something on you. It's more important to connect with people than to get the sale. Right. And Katie, how about you? I'd say my creativity and my empathy are strong traits of mine. I like looking at something and dissecting it, thinking to myself, I can do this. So I love working with the artists. I love creating with the artists or separately. We do a lot of collaborations. And I'm also, what I mean by empathy is just I have a, an easy time separating myself and looking and feeling what it would be like in the other person's shoes. I'm also the leader in the dynamic of Burke and I. So I'm the one that kind of keeps the train on the tracks. I guess that's more than one trait, but. (laughs) All right. Well, what tool do you guys use that helps you keep productive in the business or else helps you create balance with business and your busy family life as well? Meditation is something that we both use which is extremely helpful, especially in times of stress or, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of things going on, a lot to juggle to just remember to be in the moment, to just get yourself grounded, take a deep breath and just take it one moment at a time. I think that's the greatest thing that's helped us because it's really easy to get lost. Everything's piling up. And you just have to stop and just take a breath and remember you're only just right here. Let's just do this one step at a time. And what book have you read lately that you think our customers could find value in? 
the last book that we got from Amazon that had to do with the business was Social Media Strategy. I can't recall the name of it. I'll make sure that you get that for your links. But basically, it's how to brand yourself, how to get kind of a following, a kind of buzz going, because we're young enough that we know how to use the majority of social uh, media, but just to use it to the best of our ability, because it's such a huge tool and resource. And I think a good point here is that you're seeing where there's areas where you can continue learning. Yes. You know, you guys are young, you're just out of school. Times you feel like, well, you've just had all this education, you know things. But as you start a business, there's always going to be different areas where you can learn more. I mean, let's face it, we're learning all the time. Yes. Yeah. It's always good to be flexible and to be open to new ideas. As soon as you like close your mind to new ideas, you're trapping yourself. And I think that's something that we both know and understand that you never know where a good idea is going to come from. If you're open, you're allowing new things to come in. You don't want to close yourself off to any any potentials. So if you guys would, if you'll get me the name of the book and the author, I'd really appreciate it. And we'll put it on the show notes page. All right. right. Gift Biz listeners, just as you're listening to the podcast today, you can also listen to audiobooks with ease. I've teamed up with Audible for you to be able to get an audiobook for free. All you need to do is go to giftbizbook.com and make a selection. That's giftbizbook.com. All right. I'm so sorry to say that our time is starting to wind down because I could take this interview in so many other directions. <laughs> but for now, we're just going to, <laughs> to have to kind of wind down. As I said, I'd like to present you with a virtual gift. It's a magical box containing unlimited possibilities for your future. This is your dream or your goal of almost unreachable heights that you would wish to obtain. Please accept this gift and open it right here in our presence. What is inside your box? Inside the box would be the gift of financial freedom. That would give us the ability to provide for our family through, you know, as you said, really bringing joy in the gifts that other people are able to find through us. So what we would like to do is have our business, if we can, fully automated in our dream gift box (laughs) (laughs) so that we could just travel the world with our kids and curate really cool products. And through that, be able to have other people um, fulfill their dreams of being able to provide themselves with financial freedom through creating crafts that they love to do as well. I love that dream. And you know what I like the most about it is I think it's really achievable. As you guys build and grow, you can get other people behind the scenes to do all the fulfillment and all that. And you guys can just go out, travel the world and find all these beautiful things to bring back. Or to spend time with your kids or however you wanted to do it. And how can our listeners get in touch with you? You can find us on Fresh Prince of CT. And I'm just going to let you know it's a kind of a pun, Our na- the name. <laughs> it's a pun from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So since we sell poster prints, it's P-R-I-N-T-S. Not Prince like the Royal. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Wonderful. And... GiftBiz listeners, you know, if you jump over to giftbizunwrap.com, you'll see the show notes page. And there I'll have links for Facebook, social media, the book that we're going to get some more detail to, everything. 
Thank you so much, Burke and Katie, for the really valuable gifts of sharing all of your knowledge of transitioning over to wholesale business, of working with family and your insights on how to take care of those situations in the best possible manner. We really appreciate all of your advice and insight. And may your candle always burn bright. Thank Thank you, you, Sue. Thank you. This was really fun. Learn how to work smarter while developing and growing your business. Download our guide called 25 Free Tools to Enhance Your Business and Life. It's our gift to you and available at giftbizunwrap.com slash tools. Thanks for listening and be sure to join us for the next episode. Today's show is sponsored by the Ribbon Print Company. Looking for a new income source for your gift business? Customization is more popular now than ever. Brand your products with your logo or print a happy birthday Jessica ribbon to add to a gift right at checkout. It's all done right in your shop or craft studio in seconds. Check out the ribbonprintcompany.com for more information. Would you like to be on the show? Or do you know someone who can provide valuable insight from their experiences? If so, we'd love to hear from you. All you need to do is submit a form for consideration. You can access the form at giftbizunwrapped.com forward slash guest. That's giftbizunwrapped.com forward slash G-U-E-S-T. 